10 to 1, episode 90. Top 10 Guilty Pleasures. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And tonight we're talking about things that we recognize aren't the perhaps highest quality, but we still greatly enjoy them. And we might feel a little guilty enjoying them, <laughs> but oh well. Let the world judge us. We're still going to have fun with this. Yeah, I don't know if I actually feel guilty about any of these, but they're all definitely low quality. Uh, and it, it'll be interesting to see what all what all we pulled out. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see what's on your list. I, I really don't know that I could, if I had to guess, I, I don't know that I could guess any of them that are going to be on your list. Um, Do you think we'll have any crossover? I, we will not have any crossover, I will predict. I'm predicting the same. As far as my list, it's very, very different. And a lot of it I don't think uh, would ever be on any list that you would make. <laughs> uh, let's see. For how I ranked mine, the stuff at the top, uh, numbers like one through five or so, are the things that I really enjoy, but I probably feel the most guilty about because I do recognize that they're low quality. Okay, uh, for me, yeah, it's kind. Of, I mean, it's kind of hard to rank. For example, a food versus a book, right? Uh, so I uh, didn't really even even try to uh, to order them necessarily. Just kind of group them, and uh, we'll see. We'll see where things fall. Yeah, that was uh, one other thing that we were uh, each trying to do for this list. We were trying to have at least one movie, uh, one book, one food item. I put a game on here. Hmm. Uh, I, I didn't even a, think about games. A TV series. Well, I didn't think about board games. Is it a board game or is it a video game? It's a card game. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yep. Yep. I have a TV show movies i have a song food i have a song i have two songs songs. yep oh interesting uh (laughs) a website no no websites for me a couple other couple other things so yeah are you ready to get started then yeah all right let's start out with um the boring one i guess uh number 10 i put reddit which is uh sort of like uh i see it how some people have facebook where they like to just scroll through and see uh, the boring things that their friends are doing. <laughs> uh, I, instead, uh, if I'm going to waste time on a website, uh, it'll be on Reddit. So uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's a, a sort of a collection of forums, and you sign up for the subjects that you're interested in. So, for example, I'm signed up for the Philadelphia Eagles subreddit, and I'm signed up for the Doctor Who subreddit. And I'm signed up for the board game subreddit. And there's all these different subreddits. There's one for Ken M, that uh, oh, that online dear. troll. There's there's ones for uh, GIFs that make people smile. Just simple things that make people smile. So there's all sorts of things. Um, there's any and anything you can think of. Politics, sports, um, 
any sort of media thing. So, and you can pick the ones that you're interested in, ignore the ones you're not. And so it's like a very, it's like Facebook, it's, it's, but yeah. more, uh, you're getting to choose what kind of things you, uh, you want to see. Yeah, exactly. So I had to uninstall the app from my phone because because it, it's very easy to just, oh, I'm just sitting around. I don't have anything to do. I'll just pull it open and, and breeze through it for a few minutes. And it's just a waste of time. So didn't uninstall it from my, from my phone, but still we'll go to the website from time to time and definitely a time waster. Definitely feel a little bit guilty, especially if I ever get past the first page. Probably, uh, you know, you, you know what I mean. If you've been on Facebook for more than ten minutes and you start scrolling through your like uh, the low friends on the- exactly friends you're not as close to, and you're seeing <laughs> very low on the list. The uninteresting, like the the third and fourth posts, not even like the you know the the wedding posts or the I lost fifty pounds posts. Right. It's more like the I chipped my, my, my dog was sick and uh, I, I dressed it up in a tutu. I don't know. Maybe maybe that would actually be something I'd want to see. But uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, yep, a little bit guilty about uh, Reddit. That's my number ten. Yeah, maybe I should have put put Facebook on here. Yeah, maybe should have. I'll put it on <laughs> as an honorable mention. Hmm. Yeah, because it's it's so easy to uh, just absolutely waste time and i've uh, i've really been trying to not spend much time on there at all like uh, especially when you post on there it's so easy to just like check back every hour did anybody like my post or anything mm-hmm. um and that's really pathetic so uh my rule that i don't always stick to but i'm really trying hard you know i'm a recovering addict <laughs> is uh, to only get on Facebook once a day. Hmm. That is my goal that I'm striving for. And then, you know, just for the 10 minutes, get through the top posts of the people that I really most care about. And then once it starts getting into the posts of the people who just put dumb sayings on, dumb <laughs> feel-good sayings, or always post about their dog that I don't care about, something like that, then, uh, okay, I've had enough Facebook for tonight. Anyway, but that is not my number 10. My number 10 is a food item, and it is relish in deviled eggs, which I enjoy, (laughs) but you have made me feel guilty about this. Oh, good. And it turns out there aren't, I mean, I guess there are a lot of people that like relish in deviled eggs, but (laughs) I haven't met them, and I've mostly just met the people that don't like it, and so they've made me feel guilty, too. And it's kind of funny because I'm I don't really care for relish. Uh, I like it on hot dogs and I like it in deviled eggs, and that's it. Hmm. I don't like it in chicken salad, in tuna well, salad, well, yeah. in Waldorf salad. What you know, in anything else not. that you might put relish in. Uh, I'm not a real big pickle fan at all. Uh, the only pickles that I eat are bread and butter pickles. So. It's it's a very specific taste, but I really like it, and it's been so long since I've had relish <laughs> and deviled eggs because you don't like it. <laughs> that is one of the things I have given up wow. for the sake of a happy marriage. I hope you know just how much I love you. That's amazing. But I do still like it, and I hmm. still feel a little guilty for liking it. Nice. I'm so glad. that's my number 10, relish and deviled I'm eggs. I've gotten you to feel guilty about that. Shut Maybe up. you'll start feeling guilty about pineapple on pizza next. No, never. 
No, that pineapple belongs on pizza. Hmm. Pineapple pairs well with so many different things. Hmm. All right. Well, my number nine, I went to the realm of comics. And comics overall could definitely be uh, considered a guilty pleasure. I don't really read through. Uh, we don't get the, the newspaper, so I don't uh, keep up with, you know, Garfield, obviously, which is not a guilty pleasure. <laughs> it's not a good comic strip. It's not been good probably since the 70s. But uh, <laughs> I used to like it. That's fine. I'm I'm just giving you a hard time because I know you like it. Well, I actually don't care for it all that much anymore. Like, I do remember really laughing a lot about some some comic strips, but I haven't been able to find those. Mm. So, oh well. Right. So, but, you know, I if I, I don't know, what's the scenario? If I'm in a dentist's office and there were, was a newspaper there, I'd pick it up and, and read through the comics, even though there's there's... I don't know if there's any good newspaper comics right now. Would you read the Family Circus comic? Yeah, that's one of the worst, but I would still read it. Is is kind of what I'm saying here. Oh, okay. Um, so you, I mean, I could I could pretty much choose uh, any newspaper comic, um, and I I really did enjoy uh, a blog that I read for a while called the Comics Curmudgeon, where he would read some of these ongoing comic strips and make fun of them. Um, especially the like, kind of soap opera ones like oh, yeah. uh, Mary, Mary Worth. Yeah, Mary Worth and Gil Thorpe. Rex and, Morgan, MD. Yep, Rex yep. Morgan. And he would just make fun of the, the art and make fun of the storylines. And uh, some. It, it, he's, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, I just, uh, it, it's something that's never going to end, obviously. So I, I stopped reading it, but... I did enjoy that. But anyway, all that to say, I could choose any of those, but I actually went in a slightly different direction and chose Archie Comics as my number nine. Oh, wow. Have you ever read those? <laughs> I see them in the, like, with the tabloids in the checkout aisle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And they always look so dumb. They're pretty dumb. It's always like Archie trying to decide between which girl, the black haired yep. one or the blonde. Veronica or Betty. And that's it, right? That's like the just. I mean, the... so it's all very. Uh, I should say uh, before I get into it uh, that uh, so my sisters, I think Lindsay mostly uh, read some of them, so she probably had I don't know like a dozen of them uh, in high school, and uh, yes, uh, at least for those, the humor is very broad, definitely like forties or fifties, nineteen forties or nineteen fifties. Um, I mean, nothing since nothing past uh, Leave It to Beaver humor, probably. Like, uh, you know, Jughead likes to eat and he's lazy, and so here's another joke about how lazy he is. And Archie likes two different girls, and he can't decide. And Dilton is uh, Dilton. Oh, is that really his name? That's I think an so. Awful Dilton name. Doyle is smart, and uh, Moose is strong and dumb. Just like very stereotypical characters, very two-dimensional, but uh, I don't know. There's something something charming about them, and uh, uh, no, they have never grabbed my attention. So, yep, yep. So definitely did enjoy those. I have not read one since high school, I guess, 
and uh not planning to either i'll but uh yep they must definitely do so well definitely enjoyed them i see them i've seen them yeah. in the checkout aisle for years and years yeah well so they've been around since the 40s yeah so quite a while yeah i mean but i don't see other comic books or or whatever Mm-mm. so little, little small comic books yeah nope nope so I don't, I don't know uh i don't know who's buying those who's reading those doesn't seem like kids these days would would really be into them but uh Girls, who knows I, guess. I don't know i don't know there's something about it you'll have to maybe we'll pick one up sometime and uh you'll have to check it out and see if see if the the charm still holds huh who knows so not not something i currently enjoy but maybe i'll get it for you for christmas <laughs> yeah uh, not necessary but uh that's my number nine comics in general but specifically archie comics i chose huh. low quality didn't care still enjoyed reading them <laughs> All right. Well, my number nine is a song mm. that I first heard in college. Okay. It is Bulbous Buffont. <laughs> Macadamia. Gazebo. Bulbous Buffont. Macadamia. Gazebo. Bulbous Buffont. Blubber. Macadamia. Blubber. Gazebo. Bulbous Buffont. Plethora. Macadamia. Blubber. Gazebo. Bulbous Buffont. Plethora. Macadamia. Bamboozle. Gazebo. Bulbous Buffont. Plethora. Macadamia. Bamboozle. Gazebo. Bulbous Yeah, and just put this on. Bamboozle. Almost, I guess, endless loop. But somehow it works for me, just the the rhythmic nature of it. Yeah, and the guy randomly saying brand new words. Tuberculosis. (laughs) So. Yeah, it's it's just a silly, ridiculous song. It's not even really a song, more of a chant. But somehow it works for me. So that's my number nine. And uh, didn't what was it? Oh yeah, it was funny Bible names that we kind of oh, yeah. this this right. song. Indeed. Yep, that's good a good times. one. That's a good choice, I guess. I guess that's not high art, so it's a good choice. All right, well, let me uh, rearrange my list a little bit, and I'll go ahead and do, for number eight, one of my songs. And uh, you might might disagree, but... It better not be Dumb Ways to Die. I think... Uh, I love this song! You do love it. It captures... Okay, listen to this. You know I like it Don't too. Don't you feel your it's spirit on my guilty stirring. pleasures. It's, it's very nice uh, whistle, but uh, the lyrics. Tiny whistle. And the, the just the song is. It's cheesy and uh, oh, it is no. not a great it song. Captures, it's like every college student's dream. And you're not a co- college student. Yeah, but it always takes me back to co- my college days. That's fine. That means that you have an emotional connection. Mm-hmm. But it's been so long. But I sing this song to pass the time away. Driving in my car, driving home for Christmas. Yeah, 
and they've got the, yeah. the ding dong, ding dong, ding. As they're yeah. doing the driving home no. for Christmas. It's low quality. You, no. Yeah, you. High art right here. Plus, it's done by the High Kings. What more could you ask for? Well, look, I like it too. That's why it's on the list. But no, I'm not it's ashamed. low quality. I'm not ashamed. And uh, I would say it's an outlier in the uh, the songs that we. I'm not saying all the songs we like are are great. You should be ashamed for but having it on this But I'm saying if list. you graphed it on how much we listen to it and how much we like it on one axis I and the quality of the song on so another much. axis, this would be an outlier. So, so uh, yeah, you you do listen to it and. So do I. I'm just saying, it's low You're quality. You're breaking and, my heart. You, I love this song. It's not. It's not well, a bad song. I'm sorry. You have to hear that your baby is ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine that you love your baby, but objectively, it's ugly. So shut up. And it's not even your baby. <laughs> Someone else's baby that you just picked up. <laughs> this so, this analogy got really weird. That was a good analogy. Thank you. And so that's my number eight, Driving Home for Christmas. I bet especially if you went and listened to somebody else sing it, I think you like High Kings a lot and you like that specific, specific oh, rendition. Oh, definitely. Nobody else could do it like they do it. Well, they're not the original people that sang the song. But nobody else could do so many songs that like they do them. So it's like saying, oh, I bet you wouldn't like such and such song if somebody other than the piano guys played it. Well, yeah, because the piano guys are masters of their craft. Okay, so well, the high that's kings. what I'm saying is the song itself, not saying the high kings are low quality. Not but saying... you picked the one done by the high kings. Because I knew you were familiar with it. Look, here's another one. Yeah, I kind of like it. Yeah, I still like it too, but it's low quality, okay? That's all I'm saying. The the lyrics especially. Like, I have nothing against the music. I wouldn't call it low quality. Okay, well. The blinders of love, I suppose. But that's my number eight, and I'm sure we'll hear from the listeners <laughs> uh, which of these are are low quality. All Which of ones them. are crap. <laughs> Speaking of crap, my number eight, I know you are going to boo, uh, okay. but I it still has a fond place in my heart. It's a Disney movie, Hercules. Oh, okay. Yeah. I should have uh, seen this coming. <laughs> so I watched this. Uh, well, I wasn't allowed to watch it growing up, um, probably because it has the Greek gods and Maybe stuff like that. Pagan it was not a good movie, but uh, no, my I I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I watched it. I don't know at some point with my sister, and we both loved it. And then uh, after I got married to you, I was like, "Oh yeah, this is a great Disney movie. How come you've never seen it?" So I was all fired up to to watch it with you. And then uh, you just started to pick it apart. And I did start to realize, yeah, this does have a lot of problems with it. Mm. Uh, mainly the muses. Uh, they're pretty annoying and unnecessary. Uh, but I still like it anyway. Uh, I love the storyline. Uh, Hercules. 
has to, he's got to give it all to try and uh, rejoin his family up at Mount Olympus, but then he gives it all up for, for Meg, and she has a heartbreaking story, too. She, she gave her life so that her, her lover could live, and then he left her for another woman, and it's just, it's full of drama, which is what the, the Greek tales of the Greek gods were all about, and, uh, I don't know, I've always kind of liked that mythology, and so, this movie really works for me. That's my number eight, hmm. Hercules. Well, I'll agree with you that it's low quality. All right, my number <laughs> seven is my other song, and this is one I don't think you've even ever heard, and I doubt it's one that I could find if I searched for it on YouTube or anything. And that's because it's from a uh, it's from a DVD, and it's a song for a TV show. Um. That already had a theme song. Are you intrigued? Let me tell you the story. I'm not really. Well, too bad. There, so <laughs> you might be familiar with the Andy Griffith show and its famous theme song. You know how you know how it uh-huh. goes, right? With its lyrics that they wisely decided to omit. Right. Uh, but you know, very famous and uh, rightly so. It's a good, good theme song. It definitely fits the show. Yeah, it fits when it's whistled. Right. Uh, it is whistled. It's whistled yeah, for I know. the uh, show. Yeah, that's what I Oh, I okay, mean. okay, okay. You're saying when it's not. Yeah. So, sure, sure, sure. Uh, I know for, I don't know if it was the same same deal, but I know with Star Trek, they wrote lyrics that they never intended to use because the person that wrote the lyrics got paid money every time the song was played, even if the lyrics weren't used. Wow. So I wouldn't be surprised if it were something... Something like that for some of these other songs. Um, anyway, so, um, yes, Andy Griffith Show, fine theme song, doesn't doesn't need to be uh, replaced, right? Well, because of some copyright issues, uh, there were some episodes of the show where uh, they lost the copyright, so anyone could make DVDs, but the song was still copyrighted, so... What did the DVD makers do? They made DVDs of the episodes and found a replacement song. Probably just went to some uh, some store of uh, not not a literal store, but like a uh, some sort of uh, iTunes or whatever. Yeah, this was probably before iTunes, but uh, some sort of uh, stock music uh, collection, and just just pulled out. A stock music. Uh, it was probably named something like "Southern Song" or <laughs> "Breezy Tune," something like that. And uh, of course, the first time we played it, we're all like, "What? This is ridiculous! It's not. This isn't the Andy Griffith theme. How can we even watch these?" But we did watch them. Continued to watch them, and uh, maybe it was a a Stockholm syndrome kind of thing, but. We kind of came to to love the song on its own, <laughs> and uh, so I will now perform for you the knockoff Andy Griffith the Show theme. This will be juicy. I kind of like it. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's actually not bad. <laughs> so, uh, yes, and and there have been other shows where similar things have happened. I think we had uh, some Bonanza episodes that had a knockoff theme song. No, that, that one was terrible. Uh, this is the king of the knockoff TV show themes. Long may it rain in uh, entertainment centers everywhere. That's my number seven, A Blast from the Past, the knockoff Andy Griffith show theme. Okay. All right. Well, no problems here. Yeah. All right. My number seven is my card game. Okay. And Briska. Or do you not like to play that low uh, quality yeah, I game? I probably should have put Briska <laughs> on there. Monopoly but deal. I don't really. Yeah. I don't really care to play Briska anymore, even though yeah. I used to love that game. Yeah. Monopoly you deal. Just, you just pointed out so many flaws this last time. And I was like, yeah, now that I've gotten into real games, <laughs> it's a problem. Flux. Uh, no, I, I like Monopoly Deal and Flux. Uh, mm. I mean, they're not great, but mm-hmm. they they do what they set out to do pretty well. Mm. Uh, nope. My, my guilty pleasure is Uno. Mm. This okay. is a bad game, folks. Okay. It's so boring. Uh Play. You yeah, basically, you're about to cheat on this you one. You play a card, and then you, you know, and if you can't, then you have to draw a card, and that's it. That's your turn, and it's it's such a boring game, uh, boring rules. Nothing happens, and finally somebody uh, gets down to one card. But if they don't say Uno quick enough, then they have to draw two cards, and oh no, the game just goes on and on. And it should be a game that people can talk during because it's so boring and mindless. But everybody just sits there fixedly staring at their cards and trying to think, which card should I play next? Even though it's obvious. There's a blue card down on the base. All right, the next card I have to play will be blue Mm -hmm. or the same number. Yeah, so awful game. And I don't see why it's still so popular with everybody. However... When I was in Puerto Rico at school, we played the mess out of this game because we added extra rules. I kid you not. Cheater, cheater. Everybody from the lowly third and fourth graders all the way up to the high schoolers were playing this game and we'd add extra decks. We'd get round in groups of 20 or more people and it'd just be a madhouse. And what we do is, okay, I'm going to tell you how to make it fun and it's known as crazy you know but you really need all of these rules for it to be super intense and uh actually fun and you have to pay attention and keep your wits about you to actually make things work out for you so you can stack draw twos uh you can stack draw fours on top of draw twos you have to be quiet when somebody plays a seven or you get a word for, or a card for every word spoken. Every time somebody puts a nine down, you have to put your fa- your hand down on top of the nine and the last person to put their hand down draws a card. If somebody plays a zero, then they can then trade their pack of cards with anybody else's pack of cards. If it's not your turn, but you have a card that is the exact same number and color as what is already down on the the table, then you can cut in and play that, that card. And then once you start, you can unload. So if, let's say you've got four sevens, 
and they're each a different color. As long as you start off with the correct color, say the base card down on, on the table is blue, as long as you start off with a blue seven, then you can put down your red seven and your yellow seven and your green. So you can unload as long as they're the same number. And that goes for, uh, you know, whether it's skips or reverses. And so it's easy to get a whole lot of cards because people can add their draw twos and draw fours and whoever is unlucky enough to have a draw four at the end uh, will could draw up to 20 cards. But it's also easy to get rid of cards. And it makes for a fast-paced and fun and interesting game, which is not Uno. So I feel guilty <laughs> that I like Uno. But I really love Uno as long as it's played correctly. <sighs> Thank you for listening. So few people know how to play this game correctly. Meaning and correctly. I hope, I hope that I have made some small difference through this podcast. That's my number seven, Uno. Not really Uno. Crazy Uno. Yeah, but even the rules for Crazy Uno don't include all of those rules. And you need all of those rules to make it really fun and engaging. What do you mean even the rules for Crazy uh, Uno? Like they don't have it where you can unload the same number over and over, um, even well, if it's not the I same mean, color. They don't have it where you can cut in if it's not your What do you mean turn. by they? The Crazy Uno rules. What are the Who determined the Crazy Uno rules? There's not an the official... The herd of ecumenical yodelers. <laughs> There's no official Crazy Uno rules. Crazy Uno is what you say Crazy Uno is. Anyway. Uh, I say your face is Crazy Uno. Hmm. All right. Well, no, that was a good choice. That was a good choice. Uh, in spite of the guff that I gave you. All Sorry, right. that was my number six, not seven. Uh, uh, yep, it was seven. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm doing my number six now. And my number six, let's go ahead and switch over to books. And my low-quality books that I've enjoyed. Have you ever heard of Jasper Ford? No. Melissa. Uh, Thursday Next. The Air Affairs is his uh, most popular book. No, I guess not. None of it. Nursery Crime, The Big Over Easy. No? no. Anything? The Fourth Bear. Wow. Anything? Yeah, no, I, uh, <laughs> so I'm not sure how I found uh, these books, but uh, the summer before we got married, I read a ton, was not a, so uh, growing up, read a lot for pleasure, and then in college, did not have as much time, uh, just reading for pleasure, so after college, I had all the time after uh, five o'clock after work. We weren't married, so just go back to my room, eat dinner, read. That was, that was pretty often uh, my night. And so I found uh, the first of his Thursday Next books at the library and tore through that and then tore through a bunch of his others, probably read half a dozen of his books that summer. So here here is sort of the uh, uh, the pitch, I guess, for these books. So for his Thursday Next series, it's a, a world where literature um, is more real, I guess, than in our world. Uh, the main character is sort of a policeman that makes sure crimes aren't committed in books. So, for example, uh, 
have you ever read Jane Eyre? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so spoilers for Jane Eyre, because that's uh, a very recent book. Oh, wait. No, I haven't, actually. Okay. Uh, I have not read it either, but uh, the ending is something like uh, Jane Eyre falls in love with uh, some guy, Shocker. and then turns out, I think it turns out he's already married, and then... Uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how all that happened, but he didn't know his wife was still alive or something. I don't oh. know. I don't know what it was or she was or maybe his wife was insane and she was in an asylum, but he was still technically married to her. Something like that. Anyway, so the book ends and uh, it, it just kind of ends sort of abruptly. There's no real resolution. Um, the wife doesn't conveniently die so that Jane Eyre can can have a happy ending. It just sort of ends. And so uh, in this fictional book that Jasper Ford wrote, uh, that's because there was someone that got into the book and committed some sort of crime to where uh, the ending was different than it should have been. And part of the plot is uh, that this detective uh, Thursday next has to go in and fix fix the plot and, and then Jane Eyre can have her happy ending. And there's... Uh, it doesn't sound like too bad of an idea. No, no. His ideas are all good. Uh, I mean, there's uh, <laughs> there's things like um, productions of Shakespeare are, are like the most popular entertainment. It's like uh, people that go to sporting events and uh, instead of like sporting events, it's, it's productions of Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. And there's um, you know, audience participation. For, for that kind of thing, and there's uh, conspiracy theories in this all revolve around um, things like uh, Shakespeare didn't actually wrote, write his plays, it was Francis Bacon, and that's the kind of thing that, that conspiracy theorists talk about, and there's, I don't remember exactly, but uh, there's, I think, a werewolf or a vampire for some random reason, and there's like an old flame of hers that is around. This sounds like Tim Powers material. Yeah, so this is like Tim Powers for teenage girls, <laughs> kind of. <laughs> um, and he is he is a pretty clunky writer. So, for example, like the the Shakespeare conspiracy theorists, it'll be like uh, uh, her name is Thursday. Thursday next. And so Thursday goes into some, um, you know, a bar or something to, to, uh, try and find a lead. And she runs into this guy and he has a pamphlet for why, uh, Christopher Marlowe wrote Shakespeare's plays. And it's this very, it's like he went on Wikipedia to see the arguments <laughs> that people have for why maybe Christopher Marlowe wrote Shakespeare's plays. And then there's this very ham fisted, dialogue between the two of them about where he sa- he has an argument of well Christopher Marlowe da 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 and she says well no it couldn't be that and what about uh, Shakespeare's graveyard that proves Shakespeare was a real person and the man looks down shamefacedly he has no answer <laughs> for her and uh, stuff like that it's just it's it's not good and I realize that um and uh, he has another series. So I read some of those. I read one, some of his other series, The Nursery Crimes, I think it's called, Nursery Crime. So uh, let's see. 
Uh, the first one is the big over easy. It's about Humpty Dumpty. And um, Humpty Dumpty was was found uh, uh, shattered to death. And uh, you know, <laughs> was he pushed off a wall? Did he fall? No, was it murder? And so... Um, this sounds like a fun kid story. There's, you know, the three pigs, the three little pigs, and uh, uh, the wolf, big bad wolf, our characters, and... Um, uh, uh, Jack the Beanstalk, I think, is a character, and it's again, it's as I recall, pretty clunky writing. Um, I think even at the t- even at the time, I was realizing that it was a little cheesy and uh, maybe more young adult kind of fiction. But I don't know. I still have, I still kind of ate it up and uh, still enjoyed it. Still liked his ideas, even if his execution was uh not the best so i haven't gone back and read any of them or or read any further in in those series but uh who knows maybe someday i will just uh if i'm feeling like hey yeah a candy pure candy kind of a uh, low quality book maybe i'll i'll pick those up again so yep that's my number six jasper ford's books okay well my number uh, six, I am probably going to get guff from you about. Okay. It's Tear. a movie. Mm-hmm. It's Home Alone 2. Okay, I haven't seen it. Oh, so. okay. Did you see the first Home Alone? No, I started watching it at your house once, and we didn't finish it. <laughs> okay, so we these were some of our Christmas movies that we watched <laughs> a lot growing up. Home Alone and Home Alone 2. And then we saw the third one, and, you know... When even as kids you think it's it's lame and garbage, then you really know it's got to be garbage. Yeah, so we didn't care for the third one, thought it was dumb, and maybe watched it twice and never watched it again. <laughs> but we watched a mess out of the first two. And this last time that I watched the first Home Alone, and it was there with you mm-hmm. uh, at that first Christmas that we went down to my house, our house in uh, Honduras, with my parents, and it's just a very unhappy household. <laughs> Everybody's snapping and backbiting at each other and whiny mm-hmm. bratty kids <laughs> and mean older brothers. And uh, my dad said, I don't know, 10 minutes in, <laughs> let's not watch this. Turn that thing off. <laughs> and uh, later you t- told me, yeah, I kind of felt the way your dad did. Sided with it was him. a little uncomfortable. Yeah, and uh, uh. as I thought about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, he really is such a snotty little kid. Um, so I really don't care for the first one anymore. Uh, but the second one, I still like because <laughs> he's not as as snotty in that one. And it still has the fun antics of Harry and Marv. And uh, usually I hate the big, dumb, bumbling bad guys. But for some reason, it really works for me in Harry and Marv. And uh, just the whole... You know, it's it's such a bad movie of uh, watching two guys get beat up by a kid. I always mm-hmm. hate those movies where the kids are smarter than the adults because that never happens. And somehow this kid has rigged up this torture house 
uh, for these two bumbling bad guys, and he knows where they will be at exactly each time, the right time, and sets the traps in motion and stuff. And somehow they don't die, even though their heads get set on fire and they get <laughs> electrocuted horribly. And it's not a good role model, and there's so many problems that you could find with this movie, but somehow it just really works for me. <laughs> wow. I really like it. And, uh,. To this day, I hear songs, uh, you know, a lot of different, uh, I guess, jazzier Christmas songs mm-hmm. uh, playing in the stores, and it always makes me think of Home Alone, because that's where <laughs> I first heard these songs, and yeah, I, I really like this. It's a very, <laughs> very guilty pleasure, but it is a pleasure. <laughs> that's my number six, Home Alone 2. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch it with you sometime, if you like, so uh, Home Alone Sixty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Home Alone two, thirty percent. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. No, Aud- we audience always... score was still sixty percent. Okay, I was gonna say we always critics... liked the second better. Yeah, the critics did not agree, and most people do not either. According to Rotten Tomatoes, I'll make you watch it with me this Christmas. Yeah, we we'll go watch it sometime. Maybe this Christmas. It's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> we'll see. Out the door. All right. <laughs> Okay, uh, I guess I'll go ahead and do my movies, and I'll do uh, the one first, or I guess the ones first that I think are a little bit better, and we'll save the uh, lower, even lower quality uh, for a uh, second. But uh, my first choice for movies is the Oceans, uh, Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13. Oh. So I will say, I think Oceans 11 is a legitimately good movie. Yes, yes. Okay, and I think that one is the best. But we watched Ocean's 12 and Ocean's 13, and yeah. those were not as good, but I still enjoyed <laughs> You can tell the they just wanted to get the guys back together again. <laughs> yes, and that's all I wanted, apparently, too. <laughs> because just seeing uh, George Clooney and Brad yeah. Pitt and Matt Damon and the others Somehow it works. just uh, strut around, scream... <laughs> And uh, whip off their sunglasses. And- right, right. Plan their heists. They're increasingly unlikely Silly, heists. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it just uh, it just works. I just like I like the heist movie setup, where it's always you know gathering the crew and then forming the plan. Everything's got to go just so. And then there's the execution, and uh-huh. there's always something that goes wrong. Yep. And then. Uh, and there's the big twist at the end often. And so, uh, yeah, like heist movies and, uh, I don't know, just seeing, uh, seeing all these guys, uh, chew up the screen. That's, uh, that's about where I, where I like my, uh, my brainless movies, I guess. (laughs) Uh, I'll take that over, uh, um, like a Michael Bay Transformers movie. I'll take the, uh, flashy uh all style no substance films like oceans 12 or oceans 13 i'll 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 have another one of those (laughs) so that's my number five the oceans trilogy i guess i guess really if we're talking about guilty pleasures we'll say 12 and 13 are the are more of the guilty pleasures so for those it's 82 percent on uh, rotten tomatoes for the first 55 percent for Ocean's yeah. 12, and then back up to 70% for Ocean's 13. Huh. So I didn't think I would say Ocean's 13 might not be worthy of a 70%, but it's 70% in my heart. That's my number five. What do you got? All right, well, no guff from me on those. Yeah. 
Uh, okay, so my number five, uh, you don't like. It's my TV show, my guilty pleasure TV Once show. Once upon a time. No, no, that one's not. I had one good season. Not a pleasure. Oh well, that's yeah. true. Yeah, you no. Know, even going back and rewatching the first season, um, like a few parts of it, I was <laughs> like, I, I think it was all in the the discovery of who the characters were, and so <laughs> for that first mm-hmm. experience, it was really good that first season. <laughs> but I'll have to it never doesn't. Go back and watch it then. Yeah, I don't think it holds up well to a second uh, a second watch. Well, well. Um, but for... Gilmore Girls. I'm going to have some more guesses. <laughs> uh, low quality. Yeah. Do you, are you still watching I, it? I don't care for Gilmore Girls anymore after, after yeah. season three. Is it a show you're still um, watching? It's a... Well, it's, it, it ended. Uh, The Flash? Oh, that actually ended. Yeah, it actually ended. Merlin. No, I had problems with that. Mm, it just Were you watching boring. it with me? Um, yeah, I watched like the first two episodes. It's a cartoon. Dragon Prince? Uh, no. Two episodes. This was a while ago. Two episode cartoon and then I bailed. Is that what happened? Yeah. Boy. Um, Here, hmm. let me sing give you me the a, theme song. Give me a hint. He's a phantom. Danny oh. Phantom. Yo, Danny Phantom was just 14 when his parents mm. built a very strange machine. Molecules got all rearranged. Mic. He had glowing green eyes and snowy white hair. So Boy. it's uh, Danny Phantom, and Danny it Phantom. has a really... He's a phantom. Fun, kind of catchy yeah. intro. No. no. I really like the premise of uh, this boy accidentally gets turned into a ghost. He has ghostly powers, and he's going to go fight off the ghosts that are plaguing humanity. And I think it works. Um, I It's really simplistic art style, but I think that's fine. Uh, not everything has to be a Mona Lisa. And, uh, it's like, it's kind of in the fairly odd parent style of art. Uh, the problems that I have with it are, it's very much, the kids are cool and the parents are stupid. Okay. And that really bothers me in TV shows. And so that is one of the reasons that I, I feel really guilty about liking this. Because I, I really didn't like that. And then a, a lot of times they had some, like, uh, a bit of potty humor. But I do really still like a lot of the storylines. And uh, I felt they got fairly creative with some of the big bad guys they had to fight off and the ghosts. And when they have uh, recurring bad guys and and how he deals with normal kid problems in addition to being having ghost problems and stuff like that. So it's... Probably not something that I'll suggest to our daughters and say, hey, yeah, you should check out this cartoon show. But I'm probably going to go watch it again at some point because somehow (laughs) this show works for me. Hmm. Uh, (laughs) I saw a few episodes of it when uh, I was growing up, whenever we were in the States, and uh, then we got Netflix uh, a few years back, and I blew through like all three seasons of it three or four or maybe it's more seasons than that i mean uh and it was when i was pregnant with lydia and i would just sit there and watch (laughs) almost all morning episode after episode after episode and then i'd feel really guilty because i wasted the whole morning and then after you left to go back to work (laughs) i'd watch a few more episodes and i was like i've got to break this addiction but it somehow was just 
it really was so much fun. Hmm. And uh, yeah. Interesting. I the like this show. <laughs> it's not a great show, <laughs> but I like it. Danny Phantom, hmm. my number five. Let's move on to my number four, another movie. And this one, uh, I will freely admit, is not a good movie. And I will freely admit that I really like it. One of my favorite Christmas movies. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, starring Jim Carrey. No, that's not a, that's not well, anything to feel guilty about. Well, that's, there's greatness in that movie. Well, 53% on Rotten Tomatoes. Greatness, but, I say. And you know what? You know, there's often those movies where the critics are very critical. They'll say 53%. Uh, 53% will give the thumbs up, but then the audience will really love it. Well, 55%. Audience thumbs up on Rotten Tomatoes, so not even not even your uh, your NASCAR loving uh, uh, Joe Schmo yeah. in the in the cheap seats was liking this movie. No offense, NASCAR lovers, but uh, <laughs> but it's so quotable. But I mean, if you're if you're good with watching NASCAR, then you're you probably have a pretty low bar for movies. Anyway, um, we watched this growing up. Yes, very quotable. Jim Carrey, uh, very silly, uh, very great. And um, I, don't, I don't know. It always makes me laugh. Actually, I guess it has been a few years since we've seen it. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, to the we, we'll still quote, quote quite a bit of things from it or uh, even just say things in... Um, in, in the style in his of, voice yeah. right um i think the one that we do the most often is oh no or Sar- sarcastically is it? yeah or is it <laughs> <laughs> uh it's a beautiful day is it or something i don't remember what the exact quote is solve world hunger hunger tell no one <laughs> yeah so low quality movie definitely enjoy it and uh i'm I'm not actually guilty. I don't actually feel guilty about it, but uh, it definitely belongs on this list, fairly high on this list, as a low-quality thing that I, I enjoy. So that's my number four, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Stuff with that witty of a dialogue, I don't feel belongs on this list, so <laughs> I don't think it, it should be here. Well, it's higher quality than Danny Phantom, that's for sure. I don't know. So what's your number four? All right, my number four is another movie. Okay. One that you did not see with me that I watched last year. Mm. And I don't think it made my top ten movies. No, I had to wait for it until it came out uh, onto Netflix Uh, or whatever. Marvel movie? Nope. It's based off of a book series, a children's book series. Mm, Paddington? Nope. R.L. Stein's Goosebumps. Oh, I should have known. Yeah. This is the whole reason you wanted to do this podcast, isn't it? Um, Actually, it didn't. This just came nope, up recently. It didn't come up onto this list until just this past Saturday. Oh, okay. I was watching a movie, and they did a trailer for Goosebumps mm-hmm. 2. And I was like, oh, my goodness. The first one, the first movie's got to go on Guilty Pleasures. Because <laughs> it's a bad movie, okay? Mm. I'm not going to deny 
uh, <laughs> is just got everything thrown into this plot. You've got werewolves and zombies and ghosts and uh, the abominable snowman and basically everything that is in uh, the Goosebumps books makes its way into this movie. Hmm. And it's not great acting, but somehow this movie captures the fun and uh, fun, scary feeling, but, you know, creepy, but not, you know, I'm going to be scared to go to bed at night uh, feeling. And it's a great, fun family movie. There's There were mo- moments that actually made me laugh, which isn't common in a movie. Uh, certainly not in a movie that's a B-movie like this. <laughs> Somehow, this movie found a place in my heart. I feel that it really captured the essence of Goosebumps. So <laughs> if you really like those books, you need to at least watch the first movie. I don't, I don't know anything about the second movie. It hasn't come out yet. I don't know if I'll go watch it. But the first one was solid. And I will staunchly defend it. And I might even watch it again sometime. Who knows? Hmm. So, yep, that's my number four. It's got uh, 77% fresh on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So I guess that just goes to show you can't trust Rotten Tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Indeed. All right. Yeah, I, I have not seen this one, so... I don't have anything to add. Hey, we could watch it for Halloween hey, this year. Hey, we could. Halloween, yes. Fantasy football will still be going on. I can do fantasy football on my phone. You suck. Well, we watch it. All right. My number three. Let's go ahead and switch over to a food. Hey, my number three is a food, too. Very good. Very good. I bet mine is lower quality than yours <laughs> because I tried to think, you know, there's there's plenty of things like all sorts of, of sugary things. Yeah. All sorts of uh, fast food type things. I mean, a bunch of things could have gone on this list. And I tried to not have, you know, all movies on this list or all food. Right. Same here. So I had to think, what is the lowest form of food that I still enjoy? And so, of course, I turned to candy. And so I I went to candy and I went down, down, down until I went to the lowest a uh, form of candy, and I realized runts. Uh, no, I do like runts, but runts are the this lowest. Is, no, this is lower than runts. Candy corn. I like candy corn, and I'm not ashamed. <laughs> that is pretty low. <laughs> it's pretty low. I don't know what it is about it, it's and I so am fake tasting. I know. I am a little ashamed. Why is it even I'm a called guilty. corn? Uh, it looks like, uh, so if you, if you cut a, um, a, okay, so say you had a, uh, what's my deal? A a corn cob. Yeah, a corn cob. Yeah, and you cut it in half. kernels never look like that. Well, you see at the top. They don't have that triangular shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're bigger at the top and they, they're kind of smaller as they go down to the cob. Yeah, but these are like. And it's colored on the outside. What is it? Yellow on the top or orange on the top? Corn of these candy days corn. is always have to go look it up. sweet corn, sweet yellow corn. So it's all yellow. It's not multicolored like that. Uh, yeah, yellow. And candy corn is yellow like on the top. just Practically like... round or at least cup shaped. And then it's orange not... in the middle and then white at the bottom where it connects to the, because of the core of a of corn on the cob huh. is white. And then the, the core 
the the cob itself is supposed to be like the orangey part, I guess, and then yellow on top. Yeah, it's never for the, evoked for the, the image of corn for me. No, but that is the answer of of why it's those colors and why it's okay called candy corn. And uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I I really I can't tell you other than it's just sugar with a little slight amount of flavor, and I still like sugar. <laughs> even with that slight amount of flavor. <laughs> so it's not something I'm going to just eat out of a bowl. I I I do have self-restraint <laughs> to that degree, but if there's a bowl, I'll, uh, I'll grab a few out of them on my way past and maybe pass by again. Uh, <laughs> I eat one and uh, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is so cloyingly sweet. Yeah, I know, and I don't. Done for the day. There's there's a lot of things like that that I don't enjoy. There's a lot of candies I don't enjoy. I don't like uh, fruit sodas, for example, because I think they're overly sweet. But for some reason, candy corn, candy corn still works. So I I also thought about something like uh, uh, Cadbury cream egg or or something really sweet like that, or or Smarties, or uh, what are the what are the ones that come in the wrappers? They look like little pills. They're very chalky candies you know what i'm talking pez? about oh no i don't like pez i don't think anybody likes candy pez um altoids no sort of like an altoid but sugary sweet in the candy it comes in a plastic wrapper no comes in a plastic wrapper okay they're I round yeah i don't know uh listeners write in and tell me what i'm thinking sweet of tarts no wait what did i say before you said smarties uh, maybe it is Smarties. Now I'm going to have to just Google it. Smarties. No, not Smarties. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it out. But uh, yeah. Anyway, I could have said something like that, but uh, I think I went with, with the lowest form that I still enjoy, and that's candy corn. My number three. Okay, well, I didn't go so scientific as all that. I didn't go for the lowest form. Mm-hmm. But my the food lowest quality. is a cookie that this last time I was enjoying it, I thought to myself, why do I like this? <laughs> this should this should not be anywhere near my mouth. It's it's very dry and fake. Uh, did I already mention it's a cookie? It's Rainbow Deluxe cookies. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the the cookie part is just very very dry. It's just kind of a a paste or of I don't know, a dough, I guess, is the correct (laughs) word, and uh, baked until it's hard and dry. Uh, And yeah, it's got M&Ms and chocolate chips, but but it's it's like, I don't know, that, that stuff is just so dry. But somehow, it really works for me because the dry part really accents the wow and excitement of the chocolate and M&Ms. And then if you dunk it in a glass of milk or eat it with a glass of milk, it just, it's even better. And somehow it really, it makes me crave more. Like I've eaten a third of a sleeve in one sitting before, (laughs) which to some Hmm. people might not be that big of a deal. But to me, that is a lot. We're talking uh, a good eight to ten cookies in one sitting. Wow. Yeah. Ridiculous. Pretty piggy. <laughs> so, yeah, that's my number three. Hmm. I, uh, I I really should not like them, but I love them. They're one of my all-time favorite cookies. 
And it's always a temptation when I'm in Publix and I see their buy one, get one free deals. I'm I'm torn. Should I get these? I know I'm going <laughs> to pick out on them, but they're buy one, get one. So the struggle is real. My number three, Rainbow Deluxe Cookies. Nice. Yeah, those, I'll, I'll agree with you. Those are pretty good, even though they are not that good. Yeah. <laughs> I know what you mean. Pretty fake feeling. Yeah, I definitely want to eat, eat those with milk. All right. My number two is my TV series choice. And it was a web series that we did not watch together. I uh, discovered them on YouTube a while ago and uh, devoured them like Smarties, which is the candy I was trying to think of earlier. I, I was right when I said Smarties. So it's not Flight of the Concords. No, no. Flight of the Concords is high quality. Everyone knows that. Mm. No, this is a show called Dorm Life. And it starred, well, maybe not starred. They weren't the main characters uh, necessarily. But uh, Chris Smith and Jack DeSena of... Did uh, you show me a couple of these? I might have showed you a clip or two. I don't remember exactly. But... uh, The title's familiar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Chris and Jack, great YouTube channel. Uh, such hits as The White Room, or uh, what are some of the ones you like? Um, I really like The White Room. On Time, uh, or Just In Time, Just In Time Supervillain, or something yeah. like that. Uh, mo- movies in Space yeah. is another good one. Uh, we'll put a link to them in the comments if you haven't, if you haven't uh, seen their videos there. They're very good. And... Uh, Definitely enjoyed watching those. So when I found out they were in a uh, a a short uh, series that they put on YouTube, I went and checked it out. Um, it's basically The Office, but in a dorm, and very low budget. Uh, they were. I kind of want to watch it. They're all very young. Um, they're all. I, I, they're playing people in college. They're all a little bit older than that, but uh, all probably in their. Um, uh, 20s still and um i mean i don't know it's not high quality at all a lot of the humor is pretty uh pretty obvious and i don't know some of the characters are really dumb but, but it's chris and jack and it was chris and jack it. and uh and uh some other people and <laughs> it's not good I don't recommend it, but I couldn't stop myself watching it, and they're really short, and so I would just watch one, and I would watch another one, watch another one, and uh, yeah, it was a guilty pleasure for sure. That one is, uh, I, I, I did say I didn't necessarily order these, but this one, this one's high up on the list for sure as uh, low quality stuff that I still enjoyed. There's still, there was a certain spark of something, uh, but yeah, do not recommend it. Don't don't go uh, use your time on it. Okay. But uh, yeah. Bless your heart. <laughs> but something something about it spoke to me. <laughs> so that's my number two dorm life. All right, my number two is my book series, and I've mentioned it before. I'll probably mention it again at some point on this podcast but it's the wheel of time series Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay this isn't a great series just totally riffs off of lord of the rings and 
It's, uh, what, 16 books long, and each book is 800 pages. They're about 700, 700 to 800. Uh, I think the last two or three are maybe a thousand or longer, and... I mean, there's a lot of story and there are a lot of side trails that eventually don't really lead anywhere. Some characters that I guess Robert Jordan was like, yeah, I'm going to add some, throw some new stuff into the mix. Uh, and then uh, he died and <laughs> uh, the people who picked up the pieces were like, okay, they're not important. So we're not really going to bother about them. Um, there's There are some definite, definite boring moments and especially book three, I think, got the worst review this last time that I read it because it's it's not well written. Uh, I certainly, if I had been the editor, I would have had them cross out a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, but I love this world. I, <laughs> he'd really built such an expansive world with so many different uh, countries and different kinds of people and how they talk and their their economies and the motives that people have and their sense of honor and duty. I love the epic style of it, the 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 quest from from shepherd to savior of the world, from uh just I I love magic powers. And uh, that's in abundance. And magical artifacts, that's in abundance. Uh, lost cities and kingdoms from legendary old forgotten times, there's that. And uh, mythical creatures, uh, most of them scary, but a few of them good. And very gentle and benevolent. And it's got all of that. And at the very end, you've got this huge, epic saga and battle and uh it really looks like good is not gonna gonna triumph it's just gonna get swallowed up and you're just fighting for the good guys the <laughs> whole time and uh, edge of your seat action and uh i i love this series uh if you want to go check it out uh just get in it for the long haul um this last time that i read it i was like yeah i think i'm good i read i in the future will read maybe books 1, 15, and 16, and skip the rest. Hmm. But I know in my heart that I'm probably going to go back through <laughs> it again sometime from book 1 to book 16. Wow. And, uh, yeah, Crazy. I, just, I love this world. So that's my number two, the Wheel of Time series. Wow. Okay. Love the characters in it, too. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I read the first one in college and thought it was good, but uh, never... Never went any farther with the series, and I think uh, I think I'll I'll leave it there and let you let you enjoy them. So, okay, my number one is a game. I was trying to think uh, if there was a board game or a computer game that would really fit the bill of guilty pleasure. Matainai. And I found one. No, no, Matainai is high quality. It's boring. Matainai is a very good game. It's so, mechanical. Come on, it's a good game. Uh, so, Roll for the galaxy. So, Let's see what it is. No, it's not a board game. Okay. It's a computer game that you are unfamiliar with. Uh, so, <laughs> um, so what? I don't even know how to start this. What would you say? You really sound guilty. What would you say if I told you? Ashamed. There was a game called 
paper clips. And I would wonder if your name is Bert from Sesame Street. Here is how the game starts. I like paper clips. You have uh, a thousand inches of wire, uh, and you know this because there. Oh it- no. What? Is this like one of those games where you've got a shopping cart and you're racing down the mountain? Oh, honey, that was a fun one. You know shopping cart here is a good game. That was an awful one. No, this is not like that. Okay, this is a game where uh, you start out with a 1,000 inches of wire. You know you have that because it says 1,000 inches uh, wire, and it tells you how much wire costs right underneath it. And there's a button that you click called that says wire, and uh, it will let you buy more wire once you get enough money to do it uh there's no there's no styling or anything this is all just white background black text buttons um there is a button that says make paperclip and you click the button that says make paperclip and your wire goes down a little bit goes down an inch and your number of paperclips go up goes up one because you made a paperclip and you click it again and you make another paperclip you click it again and make another paperclip number of paperclips goes up your amount of wire goes down as you use it. Dear. Now you also have uh, people buying your paperclips. So you have, of course, your inventory, uh, the number of uh, paperclips that you have, and you set a price for the uh, paperclips, price per clip. And that, uh, depending on what your price is, the demand will go up and down. So if you raise your price, demand lowers. If you lower your price, demand goes higher. And so uh, as you make these paper clips, uh, they start selling, depending on the price you've set, and your money goes up. And so eventually you can buy auto clippers, <laughs> which will make paper clips for you. You don't have to click the make paper clip button anymore. And it goes up, for, it goes from there, it takes off. Um, eventually you can, um, you can do things like uh, you can purchase marketing. To where people will be more into more interested in buying mm-hmm. your your paper clips, and this just increases the number of paper clips that you sell. Well, it doesn't sound um, bad. It sounds like a good uh, a good way to learn how the the economy works and how to how you do your own business and stuff. Well, it doesn't really teach any of that. Okay, um, I guess how the system works, right? Well, you got to start small. You got to start doing yeah. it yourself, and then eventually you hire more I mean, help. And I mean, it does. It goes off in interesting and unexpected directions. Uh, Eventually, you can um, invest in the stock market, and you can um, you can find ways to instead of buying wire, you can mine the wire and then uh, create the wire yourself from the metal that you're mining. Um, You can um, automate everything um, and. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything, but basically it comes to the point where you've taken over the world's economy um, with paper clips. with your with your paperclip company, and uh, the AI may or may not become sentient. And uh, well, maybe you should just go through it yourself. It takes an hour or two, uh, I think a couple hours, and it is very addicting. And it's 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 a game stripped down to its barest barest of essentials it's just text it's just buttons that you click and numbers going up and going down and i don't know what it is about it but it taps into something it taps into that that management part of you uh of people you. That, people that like games like uh the sims or uh sim city or uh, maybe a board game like uh, i don't know um 
oh, I guess like suburbia or something mm-hmm. where you're, you're, you're building, building and you're, yeah, it's like that, but stripped down to uh, the bare minimum with no pretensions. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I played through it a couple times. First time went through it, uh, you know, it took, took a while. It's one of those things you can kind of be going on in the background while you're doing actual other things. Actual work. <laughs> right. And uh, then um, after I finished the first time, I was like, okay, I have to do this the second time because I can do, be much more efficient. I can do it a lot faster oh, now that I know goodness. what's going on. <laughs> so I did the second time, did did much better. Um, I have not gone back, although it is running in my browser right now. I've been uh, kind of having it go just for a few minutes, just, just to see, just to see. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm already reminded. You can uh, get a revenue tracker. Uh, there's different currencies. You have money, of course, but then there's uh, processors and memory for your for your computer that you can upgrade. And yeah, it basically, I will say, you were saying it teaches you. Uh, it doesn't teach you about business, but it teaches you about the power of exponentiation. So, for example, um, you start with, uh, you've heard the thing, right, where uh, would you rather have, uh, I, don't, I don't know what the number is, would you rather have $10,000 or would you rather have um, a, one penny on uh, the first day of the month and then double it for the second day and then double it again for the third day, mm-hmm. double it again uh, for a whole month. Right. And it ends up being a very high amount of money. Because um, when you get that exponent going where you're just doubling, 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 things can grow very, very quickly. It takes them a little while to get ramped up, but then, you know, you're at 1,000, then 2,000, 4,000, 8,000, 16,000 every time it's growing right. so much bigger. Um, so that is something you learn from this game, uh, the power of exponents. And, um, yeah, that you can go from clicking a button, make a paperclip, make a paperclip, till eventually you've made billions of paperclips. And uh, had some fun along the way. So I'm going to put a link to it in the show notes. You're cute. <laughs> um, I may or may not have to try playing it again. Probably not. Probably not. Um, there's nothing left to discover. That, that is part of the fun of the game is is disco- figuring out what exactly different things mean. Because there's no instructions. And uh, yeah, that, that's part of the fun and, and some of the things that happen. But... Um, yeah, I, I'm sure I could have fun if I, if I went and did it again, probably will not, probably will not, but that is the paperclip game at decisionproblem.com. That's my number one. So what's yours? Well, my number one is a Christmas song. You had your Christmas song earlier and it just seems to be the case with Christmas uh, stuff. You get rocking around the Christmas tree. Uh, Nope, it's another one. one. Your other uh, least favorite one. Um, I know there is another one, but uh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah. I love that opening. (laughs) Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bell. And now this is such a stupid song with stupid Mm. lyrics. They don't make sense. But I love the feeling. I love the music of it. It's so fun and so ridiculously stupid. 
Partly the fact that the first time I heard this was on Home Alone 2. Right. Which you've already discovered is right. also on here, but it's the right time to rock the night away. <laughs> Jingle bell time is a swell time to go. Yeah, but listen to the background rhythm and the, the mm-hmm. little choir in the background too. I'm glad you feel guilty about this. That's all I can say. I, yeah, I do feel guilty, but I love this song. And nothing makes me happier than to hear this song as I'm putting the decorations hmm. on the Christmas tree. Hmm. It ain't Christmas without this song. Prancing in the frosty air. Huh. Well... Well, well, that's the end of our list. A little bit of Christmas here in October. The end of our lists, unfortunately. So, whew. I guess that that was a that was good to get those off our chest. Very cathartic. So, I guess first of all, write in and let us know uh, what your guilty pleasures are. Second, you can let us know how guilty we should feel for these things that are on our list. <laughs> There might be a few where you disagree and say, oh, that's that one's actually not so bad. But I think um, I think people will agree most of these are, are pretty low quality. Yeah. So write in. Let us know. TTO at coser.us is our email address. You can also go to tto.coser.us slash 90 to see the show notes. You can see links to some of these things that we talked about. And you can see our lists if you need to remember what it was exactly that we put on our list, and then uh, you can leave comments. And uh, let's see, feedback that we got since our last episode. Let me pull it up. Uh, We got some, I think this is the first time uh, that we heard from um, Brother Matt's wife, Amanda. And uh, Matt was the one that did sports. Did top 10 sports with me. Uh, what was that? A couple years ago now. And uh, he and his wife Amanda were listening to our uh, deal, the earworms. earworms. Yeah. And got a lot of buzz from that one. Yeah. Yeah. And they said uh, that they had, I'm trying to remember what songs, I'm trying to find it actually. Yeah, it was Dumb Ways to Die. And Never Gonna Give You Up are the ones that Amanda specifically got stuck in her head. Uh, My brother Danny is constantly singing Diggy Diggy Hole now. And uh, Zach memorized all the lyrics. So uh, way to go, brothers. And uh, it was was, uh, good to... Oh, Megan also said uh, it's her new favorite. She really liked uh, that song. So uh, really glad that all of you... Got to listen to that episode and enjoyed it, and uh, love hearing feedback. So, uh, hey, listener, yes, you that's never written in to us to say that you're listening or to say which episode you uh, liked listening to or which episode you didn't like listening to, we'd like to hear any of that. So, email us, comment on our website, get in touch with us somehow, and uh, yeah, we'd appreciate it. Melissa, what is our next episode going to be? Twilight Zones, this time for real. It's going to be top 10 Twilight Zone episodes. I know we promised it for this week. 
and possibly even the week before. Hmm. But definitely next week or bust. It might be next week. We'll see. If it doesn't happen next week, it, it'll be the week after. Or the week after that. I'm ready to do it. I hope to be ready. Very good. Very good. Well, good intentions. Good intentions. Those are important. All right. Until then, I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. So I thought for our stinger, we could talk about what's something we have yet to experience that we Mm. want to, Mm. but that we are pretty sure is not going to be good quality, but we we still expect to enjoy it. Okay. Okay. So for me, it is the Hercules TV show uh, (laughs) starring- Kevin Sorbo? uh, Yeah, Kevin Sorbo. Mm. I don't think that's going to be very great quality, Mm. but- Mm. It does look like so much fun. That does seem like the kind of thing you'd enjoy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I couldn't really, I couldn't really think of anything. Um. I guess let me look again real quick at uh, some of the TV shows that we're we we're talking about checking out. I just, uh, I don't know. I'm obviously from our list. You saw there are things that I enjoy that are not high quality. But I don't generally go into something thinking it's going to be low quality and that I will still enjoy it. So, uh. Just gotta loosen up. See, that's how I discovered my love for Goosebumps. I went in thinking this is probably gonna be a bad movie, but I still loved it. Right. Uh, Babylon 5 is something we've talked about checking out. But if it's low quality, I don't, I probably won't like it, is the thing. I don't know. Um, I guess, I guess I'll put that for mine. Um, hmm. Yeah. Do you have one for me that you think? Something that's uh, low quality you still think I would enjoy? A book or a movie that, that you've been wanting me to check out? Well, everything that I've always wanted you to check out, you've poo-pooed. Aww. The Three Musketeers. Bridge of the River Kwai was, was very good. Plant that ate dirty socks. The Indian in the cupboard. Yes, every time you've wanted me to read a book written for seven-year-olds, I have not enjoyed it as a twenty-something-year-old. That is true. Well, as a twenty-something-year-old, I still like the Plant that ate dirty socks series. Well, there's <laughs> no help so, for you. They're so much fun. They're yeah. so great and brilliantly written for the age group. I think uh, I think we're gonna need help from the listeners for this one. You're gonna have to write in and let us know what what are some low quality things that me or Melissa, that Melissa or I might might enjoy. Even Brian though. especially. Something that might be a guilty pleasure. As yeah, we've all seen my bar is let apparently us know. a lot lower than Brian's. 